Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Episode 94 of Suncast. It is all about hearing firsthand information from the market leaders, from startup founders, policymakers, downstream professionals, which are shaping the future. And I guess that is what we are doing with the conference. This is Suncast. In every battle, there's a front line. On that front line are warriors whose courage and action shape the outcome of the battle. The world is currently engaged in a literal power struggle, a battle in global energy as it evolves from fossil fuels to renewable energy. Suncast is a conversation with solar warriors on the front lines, building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. We learn their secrets to personal and professional growth, market development, and industry insights. And now, join solar industry veteran, Latin America fanatic, and your host, Nico Johnson. Hey, solar warriors, and welcome to Tactical Tuesday, a short-form conversation with subject matter experts designed to give you practical tools, tips, and advice for building your career in solar and clean tech. This is episode 94 of Suncast, and I know you could be doing just about anything right now, so thank you for setting aside this time to be here with us. Hey, if you're new to Suncast, thanks for checking us out. I'd like to encourage you to have a listen to last week's episode with J.W. Postal of Nicola Power as we range from how to recruit your startup founders at a campaign rally to the exciting things on the horizon for solar plus storage. You should also check out some of the most downloaded episodes of Suncast, like the very popular episode number 82 with Ed Fio of Coronal Energy, or episodes 39 and 57 with industry icon Dan Sugar, or the legendary Jigger Shaw, episode 60. You know, there's just so much waiting to explore, learn, and grow. So I do hope that you enjoy the back catalog of Suncast as we plod ever closer to episode 100. And if you do, would you please consider subscribing in iTunes so that you don't miss out on more great episodes. Today's episode is all about intersolar North America, but you know the lessons here could apply to virtually any trade show or major industry event. Stay tuned to learn the key reasons that you should attend InterSolar from the guy who's responsible for making it happen. The trends to look for in this year's show. Tips for maximizing your time and effort. And speaking of fun, if you are going to be in San Francisco for InterSolar next week, be sure to set aside time on your calendar for Monday evenings not to miss event. I am co-hosting with my friends from Green Power Conferences. It is a LATAM Solar Tribe event, but you don't have to just be working in LATAM to come. If you're curious, this will be a not-to-miss opportunity to meet the movers and shakers and action takers that are making stuff happen in LATAM. I'm posting the registration link on the website and event details throughout the week on LinkedIn, Twitter, and of course, my email subscribers. So head to mysuncast.com. Get on that list so you don't miss out on this or any other important announcement. And we're going to kick this off with a conversation with the Managing Director of Solar Promotion, the company that puts on the InterSolar and EES conferences globally, Mr. Florian Wessendorf. But stay tuned after that 
as we have some cameo appearances from Suncast listeners, Twitter followers, and more, all geared to helping you better understand what to know before you go. I'm on the phone with Dr. Florian Wesendorf, the Managing Director of InterSolar and EES Global, and the person responsible for the international events, as well as the conference programs, not just for North America, but for all of the global events. Welcome to Suncast, Dr. Florian. Thank you very much, Neko, and I really appreciate to get the opportunity to speak a little bit uh, about what is happening in a couple of days in uh, San Francisco at our show. Very cool. Well, we are looking forward to being there as always. This is, as I said, one of the events I look forward to the most every year. Now, one of the things that folks often say, or I often hear, as I sort of poll my friends and the general sort of population that bounce around between conferences, I hear folks asking, are you an inner solar? There's one of two answers, either, of course, I'd never miss it, or I don't know, it's so close to SPI. Would you help us understand the compelling reasons and differentiation of InterSolar, why someone would take time out of their summer to go to San Francisco, apart from you know, all of the reasons to be in San Francisco? Help us think about the distinguishing factors of your trade show in particular and the InterSolar brand that would set it apart from Solar Power International. For me, and I guess for, for all of our attendees, there are a couple of not-to-miss events happening during InterSolar and ES North America. And I guess what is quite true that uh, year after year, InterSolar and ES North America serve the industries as a go-to source for invaluable information and networking opportunities that drive the industry forward. And in addition to walking around the exhibition floor, which is, of course, quite important to, to all of us, and you can see there the newest solar and energy storage technologies for sure. There are a number of, let's say, events, side events, sessions, and off-site tours that attendees are sure to find uh, very valuable. Let me just uh, give you a few examples, maybe the most prominent ones uh, in this year. So this, of, of sure, includes the opening ceremony, where this year we will honor California Governor Brown with a special Champion of Change Lifetime Achievement Award, which will be presented in partnership with uh, CALSA. They also include uh, Summerfest, which attracts thousands to the rooftop of Metreon for the largest networking event at InterSolar ES North America. And here all proceeds support CALSA as our main partner for InterSolar ES North America as well. Of course, we always have a number of exciting off-site tours that showcase unique installations around the Bay Area, including, for instance, a solar winery tour. And new this year at the exhibition is the Solar Theater, which will include screenings of acclaimed solar documentaries as well. I appreciate you jumping right to the not-to-miss events. I agree that there are, apart from the exhibition floor, which I'd love to chat about in a minute, that there are lots of exciting, perhaps what might say non-conference events, right, that are tangential to the activity of interacting with vendors or learning. You know, one of the things that we will get into that I think you guys do very well is the actual conference piece, which is the, the learning and how someone can expand on their core knowledge. But before we get to that, Summerfest is always one of the main attractions, right? And it's one that you control. 
how does someone get into Summerfest? You mentioned the winery tours and the solar theater. We know we're a week away right now. Are these things that are still tickets are going to be available and where will they find it? Yeah, so please visit the website and you can easily find it under the button register. You can find all the stuff you need. So all this uh, conference tickets, the tours, the Summerfest for sure as well, and all the side events. Up to now, I guess there are little of the side events sold out. Maybe there's this sailing tour which is sold out at the moment. But for all the other events like Summerfest, like Battle of the Bands uh, and things like that, there are still tickets available. Very cool. And it's a beautiful venue as well. Great views of the city and open air. San Francisco is a great place to be in, in July. So I want to highlight one of the things that some folks that come just for solar in the years past, they just go to the one building. I think that's Moscone West, right? And some folks, they don't really understand. It's actually a sprawling complex. Moscone and InterSolar coexists with another event. Can you talk a bit about that coexistence and how you guys are promoting the two activities? How can an attendee best think about managing their time and leverage these two conferences that are co-located? Sure. So, see, we we always been uh, co-located with Semicon West. So that is a an exhibition and conference uh, about microelectronics on the one hand side, semiconductor and production technologies equipment about those kinds of topics, and that of course matches not always, not all topics, but sometimes there's a matching point, and I guess there are a couple of people interested in both topics, so it really makes sense to co-locate, to have one central event uh, a year in San Francisco where all those high technology aspects uh, are dealt with. No need to buy extra tickets, so if you have a ticket for InterSolar or ES North America, you can go and visit Semicon West and vice versa for sure. For those who aren't familiar, can you explain what EES is? So EES uh, deals with energy storage. Should be the hot topic this year. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't quite new. So in North America, we having this uh, the third time in a row. And of course, it makes sense uh, if you have the broader picture. The broader picture in the sense of what is happening in the energy system at the moment. Of course, it makes sense to, to stick to renewables. And that is where we are coming from with the history of 27 years of setting up solar conferences and exhibition. But of course, in terms of having the right infrastructure energy need energy storage because renewable energies they are flexible so you have to sort to to some part uh, you have to think about what is happening to the grid and and things like that and that is what we are doing with uh, our ees brands so those exhibitors are dedicated to all the technologies of energy storage coming mostly from let's say the battery side sometimes battery production technology as well and solutions solutions to to store renewable energies Florian, are those vendors also in uh, Moscone West, where most of the solar vendors are? Yes, yeah, yeah. They, are, they are in Moscone West. They are at the level two right there where we used to have the, the inter-solar exhibitors. Okay, very cool. So EES will be on level two, and that's predominantly energy storage for all of you energy storage wonks that are coming to San Francisco to learn how to add storage to your solar business. The exhibit floor covers three floors, if I recall, and I'd love to know how many exhibitors are you expecting this year? So we're expecting around uh, 450 exhibitors uh, this year. And the attendee side, we expect uh, around 60,000 attendees from all over the world, of course. Wow, 16,000 attendees and 450 exhibitors. I'd love to know among those 450 exhibitors, what trends are you seeing this year that perhaps differentiate this year from previous years? So on the one hand side, as discussed before, of course, uh, we will see uh, a trend in, let's say, solar plus storage. It will be a, will be a trend. Uh, I'm pretty sure 
that uh, a couple of companies are uh, involved in, let's say, grid edge technologies and smart renewable energies as well. So as the distribution of energy, how is that managed, uh, of, of course. I'm pretty sure that some of the companies have some sort of, let's say, not electric vehicles, but solutions to, to charge electric vehicles uh, in their pocket as well. Yep. Everything which is, let's say, related and having the, the newest trends and cell module technology and production technologies as well when it comes to mounting and tracking, I'm pretty sure that we will see a lot of breakthroughs and innovations on the show floor as well. Very cool. I've heard some pre-announcements just through the PR channels of some very cool stuff that's going to be announced at Intersolar and here through the summer. So I'm excited. I think that most of the folks I've reached out to are going predominantly focused on, I would say, level two, uh, the the storage, uh, grid edge, and EV integration. So it should be an exciting year on the exhibit floor. I expect there will be a buzz, not the least of which because it coincides once again with World Cup. So that should be fun. A small PSA. A few folks are promoting now that on Tuesday, you wear the jersey of the team that you're pulling for. So I'll just throw that in there. There's no conference attire requirement, but on Tuesday, you should consider wearing the jersey of your team. I, of course, will be walking the floor as an exhibitor, so I'll be required to be dressed down. But on another note, as you're walking the trade show floor, you might actually find it difficult to know which exhibitor you want to visit. How do you help the attendee from a mobile aspect? Is there an application they should download? Yes. So what we always provide is an app. So you can, of course, uh, and I guess the app is, is online from now. And uh, the app includes all detailed information like exhibitor list, like an interactive floor plan, like information on the workshops, on presentations, on what is going hard to happen in the conference and the stage programs, the opening hour, travel service, and lots of uh, more information in the sort of North America app as well. Very cool. The app, I consider it's part of the must-do activities if you really want to leverage your time because otherwise you're constantly looking for a map somewhere or you're asking someone where this vendor or that vendor's booth is located. I find a lot of time is spent on the exhibit floor, but you know, frankly, a lot of the value of InterSolar is not merely on the exhibit floor. You have a whole separate piece of InterSolar, which is the conference. So lastly, let's talk about the conference. I would argue that's one of the major differentiators, the types of programs that you put together. And Dr. Florin, you're the coordinator of these programs. Can you just orient us a bit about the conference program this year? If there are any highlights or tracks that people should be aware of, it's you know, one week away. So folks should definitely be signing up if they haven't already for the various programs and getting yourself familiar so that you can put together a plan. The app, of course, will help you put together a plan for that as well. So Dr. Florian, could you explain a little bit about the conferences and, and what folks should think about as they plan for that? Most important, of course, it, it is all about hearing firsthand information from the market leaders, from startup founders, policymakers, downstream professionals, which are shaping the future of energy. And I guess that is uh, what, we, what we are doing with the conference. So the InterSolar DS North America conference is working very closely with a couple of conference partners to stay ahead of, of market trends. And I guess that is quite important to stress out here as well, that we're not doing everything by ourselves, but we have strong partners like Halsa, for instance, like NetBed, for instance, uh, or a couple of, of other uh, associations and partners we are working together to, let's say, develop an exciting conference program, not only this year, but all the other years as well, that shows what is on the horizon for the energy industry at the moment. 
and yeah, bring together different kinds of sessions about solar plus storage, about what is happening in terms of electric vehicles, of grid edge technologies, smart renewable energies, and of course, changing policy landscape. Yeah, it's quite important as well. So a couple of, let's say, interesting sessions. We have 12 conference sessions for EAS North America, and we have 22 conference sessions for ESA Solar North America. We do have this year as, as special, and we are very excited about that, the new Power to Drive conference sessions. So Power to Drive means we are dealing with the concept of electric vehicles and everything which is of importance in terms of charging infrastructures, billing it. systems, what kind of business models uh, are behind that. And of course, there, there are some, some sessions, I guess, uh, to highlight you should not miss. And that this could be, of course, like the design operations on PV and storage power plants. That could be the session about concepts and technologies for industrial microgrids or even how policy impacts solar plus storage financing. But of course, it's hard to pick because there are so many interesting sessions. So you should really be part of the conference. I agree. The conference, unlike other conferences where it seems to me, you know, you get maybe 10 or 15, 20 folks trickle in. There's a plethora of two or three days of a conference. There are 10 or 20 per day. One of the things I really think is highly valuable for InterSolar is it's focused. It's not an overwhelming amount of sessions. They don't interrupt your flow of going in and out of the exhibitor hall and scheduling meetings the way I feel in other conferences can be the case. One of the things I'm really excited about is e-mobility and the integration of EV charging into the architecture and infrastructure of solar and storage. And I think that I agree with you, the power to drive sessions ought to be one of the areas that if folks are considering buying a ticket that includes the conference track, that should be something that's very interesting to you. Well, very good, Dr. Florian. We are excited, as always, to be in San Francisco. Look forward to seeing you. Thanks for your time and helping orient us. For those of you who haven't yet bought your ticket, you need to hurry over to the InterSolar website. You can search in any of search engines, InterSolar North America, and it'll be the first result. I encourage you to think about going to the conference. Encourage you to buy a ticket for Summerfest, which is a not-to-miss event. And stick around after the break. We'll be talking more about what not to miss in and around the conference from past attendees. Dr. Florian, thanks for your time. Thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. Today's episode is brought to you by CPS America, also known as Chent Power Systems, the USA market share leader of three-phase string inverters with over two gigawatts shipped in America. And the guys that helped lead them there are industry veterans with loads of experience working trade shows. So I asked Chint's general manager, Ed Hecox, to give us a little advice from his perspective on how to best leverage your time at InterSolar this year. Take it away, Ed. Hey, Nico, Ed Hecox here from Chin Power Systems. Hey, uh, I've been going to InterSolar for about 10 years, and I've got a few recommendations for people that might help them get the most out of that show. First of all, plan ahead. Check out the exhibitor map and make a plan. Define your targets. You'll be more likely to be able to find your targets. And uh, schedule meetings in advance. It's really helpful for who you want to meet with and make sure that they're going to have time for you. And don't be late. Don't miss the meetings because uh, every booth has meetings that are stacking up. So it's best to make sure you're on time. Bring enough business cards. I've made this error and it's so embarrassing. Make the effort, carry a few extra business cards. 
people will appreciate it and you'll be better connected with other people. And then outside of the actual exhibition, a key event I think is worth going to is Battle of the Bands. Awesome event on Wednesday night. You need a ticket. It's an exclusive event. It's kind of hard to get tickets. But uh, if any of your listeners are looking for tickets, look me up at the CPS booth. We're uh, upstairs on floor number two, the biggest booth on that floor, right at the front door. You pretty much have to walk through our booth just to get in that floor. I look forward to seeing you and uh, your friends. Look me up and uh, have a great show. We also got some incredible advice from my friend Kyle Cherick. Hey, Kyle Cherick here from Pick My Solar. Thanks for Nico inviting me to leave some tips on how to do inner solar well and make the best of your time. A couple quick things. If you're going to be running around all week talking to people, if you're an exhibitor on the floor all day or you're going to parties late at night, pro tip from the guys at Folsom Labs Helioscope, the Pauls. They taught me to bring throat lozenges, and that is a great tip. Just keep honey throat lozenges in your bag, a whole bag of them for the week, and your throat will be in good shape. Remember, it's a marathon week, lots of events during the day and at night, so don't drink too hard. My trick is to not drink at all, and it keeps me going the whole week. I love to get ginger beer wasted because it's non-alcoholic. Make sure to mix in some water so you don't get a dehydration headache. Support your Calcia or now CALSA, California Solar and Storage Association, nonprofit policy team that is out there working to make it a great industry for everyone go to their big party pay all the money for the ticket i think it's like a 100 bucks a person but it's a great place to network and meet them and support the industry and uh yeah last but not least i would say don't let the week end without taking that big stack of business cards you got and send a personalized linkedin note to everybody that you met and had a conversation with that you can remember a personalized note if you let it slip to next week you will forget all right have a good inner solar bye And finally, my friend Scott Muller chimed in with a spot-on challenge for everyone attending. Okay, Nico, this is a great idea to get people's suggestions on how to maximize InterSolar or any conference um, or networking event, maybe even. First, I'd love to hear your suggestions. You're kind of the king of uh, networking and the king of these events, so I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, By the way, this is Scott Muller from Solar Lead Factory. I have two recommendations, and they're somewhat contradictory, but first suggestion is to spend some time, at least some time in the event, maybe 10 people or one hour of doing it or something like that, what I would call, quote unquote, cold networking. So that's just basically walking up to people and saying hi, introducing yourself and striking a conversation. I think there's two really good values here. One is fear setting and just kind of getting over the awkwardness of meeting people and the awkwardness of talking about your company. So sometimes this is a great thing to do like towards the beginning of the event, just to like relax into the event and not be intimidated by other people there. And the second benefit is you might find some hidden gems or some cool people. The next thing is to make one good connection. That's it versus 20 business cards. Just make one good lasting connection. It's actually how I met Nico was at a conference. Rock on. Well, thanks to Ed, Kyle, and Scott for responding to my call for leaving voicemails with your tips and tricks and what you're excited about this year for the show. I hope that you liked that slight change in pace, Solar Warriors. Maybe next time, it could be your voice teeing up the question or sage advice. So pay attention on Twitter and LinkedIn and answer the call. Well, all right, Scott. I'll round this episode out by taking you up on the invitation to share some of my own networking advice. Here are my top 
three tips for maximizing your time and effort next week at Intersolar North America and beyond. Number one, like Scott said, you are going to spend a lot of time talking to strangers or networking as we call it. So that fear setting exercise is a great way to practice your elevator pitch. My tip number one is to hone your elevator pitch or how you tell someone who you are, what you are there to accomplish, and how they can help you in the time that it would take you to ride down the elevator together. Look, I like to think about this from the listener's point of view and ask the question, what would you want them to say about you when you walk away? You know, if they're asked by someone in their own booth or standing by them five seconds later, hey, who was that guy or who was that gal? So you'll want to focus on the core elements of a good elevator pitch. Of course, your name is important, but more important is the key benefit that you provide to the marketplace. Not the product, mind you, but the benefit derived. Things like your company name, product, etc. are secondary to the next task, which is then to sum up what you want them to remember succinctly and then ask a good question. Here's an example. Hey, my name is Nico. And I help entrepreneurs grow their business organically through customer acquisition and new market expansion. I'm currently working with an innovative manufacturer to land their first Keystone clients in the Americas for a third of what it would cost them to hire a full-time seasoned biz dev professional like myself. Hey, tell me, Jim, how'd you decide to get into the solar business anyway? You could also make that specific to the company if you're standing at their booth. How'd you decide to get into in phase, or how'd you decide to get into in sync, or how'd you decide to get into this booth? <laughs> this opens them up to start talking about themselves, which, as we know from Dale Carnegie, is one of the key ways to win friends and influence people. And I've linked to an article from Inc.com on how to make the ask for the all important follow up meeting in a way that doesn't feel slimy and, you know, cheapen the experience of getting to know that person you've just met. For now, remember, it's a social setting. Leave a good impression. Qualify if there's a need to follow up and make sure that you know how. And then move along. Hey, be sure to check out the blog post on mysuncast.com where I've linked to that Inc. article as well as a few others to hone your own elevator pitch. And hey, I even threw in a video in case you're not that into reading. On to tip number two, connect one person every day. Or every event, if you are really on top of it. You know, I like to play a game. And that game is, I want to help the person I meet before they get to help me. So, when I'm talking with someone new, I immediately start clarifying what I think would be most helpful to them. And searching my mental database for who in my network would be of the most value to that person. And as soon as practicable, I make an intro. Now, this works especially well if you can do it on the spot. Say, at a networking event, connecting someone that you just talked to 10 minutes ago with someone else who just told you they're trying to solve that same problem that person A said they're an expert at. Now, imagine, instead of just remembering that you like cooking or which World Cup team you pull for, they're now going to remember that you helped them solve a problem and that you're a connector. I actually do this all the time on the trade show floor taking people by a booth so that they can see some cool new thing that I've found that I think will help them in their business. Or just making an introduction between a project owner A and vendor B. Remember, being memorable starts with applying your capacity 
for memory. And last, tip number three, set aside empty time in your schedule. Yes, time block, just like you would if you were back home in your office. (laughs) Time block the day so that you have a block that you can roam the trade show floor. There are some very interesting things happening in our industry right now. And I never fail to be impressed with the creative approaches folks are bringing to these trade shows to reach the audience and solve problems. And I almost always end up in a conversation on the show floor. The serendipitous conversations there have led me to new client relationships, project opportunities, and invitations to countless evening activities that have both enriched my network and my life experience. So be open and don't schedule every single minute of the day. If you do, You'll leave the event feeling exhausted and likely regretting the lack of open space to take it all in. Well, Ed, Kyle, and Scott left voicemails, but some other friends left messages on social media, answering the call for tips and advice on Twitter and LinkedIn. So last but certainly not least today, I'll round out this episode reading to you some of the great advice from your peers in the industry on how they seek to maximize their time at InterSolar and beyond. We'll start with Glenna Wiseman of Identity3. And Glenna says, attend the RISE and Women in Clean Tech events. Now, I'll link to that RISE event, which is W-R-I-S-E, and it's called Rise and Shine. And as Glenna says, it's always very positive. In fact, it was seconded by Mallory Lindgren of Westwood Associates and also Lauren Glickman of Renewcom. And Glenna also points out, If you're an installer or inverter manufacturer doing business in California, then the SunSpec Alliance Rule 21 course is critical. Several options, including an extensive executive course, exist at InterSolar North America. You can check that out at sunspec.org. And again, I'll leave the link in the blog notes. My buddy James Ellsmore at Solar Heads of State and Twitterholic extraordinaire, uh, also former Suncast guest, says... Preparation is always good. I love using Twitter for big events like this and definitely have met up with plenty of people after we use the same hashtag. You can do it through LinkedIn, but I think Twitter is a really good platform for building relationships and connections. And I'll tag on there that the hashtag for this event is InterSolarNA. InterSolarNA. Buddy and former colleague at Trina Solar, Aaron Adams, the president and founder of Bonsai Solar, says, I'm attending for the 10th time, Nico. I like to walk, listen, and catch up with old friends and meet new. I'll also be launching Bonsai Energy Group and New Drone Services Group. Looking forward to seeing everyone there. And when I thought about myself leaving time and space on the trade show floor, in fact, Aaron Adams' face is the one that shows up for me as the guy I think always of who does such a great job of roaming the floor, keeping tabs and keeping touch with all of his industry friends. Next, we go to Victoria Vestal, founder at Variety Energy, another former colleague at Trina. Energy storage, says Victoria. Energy storage and the innovation stage are where it's at this year. And don't forget to visit both NABSEP and 365 Pronto. Must we also mention Tours Tweet Up and Battle of the Bands. There are some great sponsors and big things happening Hope to see you there this year. Yes, Victoria, we absolutely must mention both of those things, and I will save them for the end. But before we do that, we'll go to Nicole Litvak, formerly of GTM, now intern at Google. Nicole says, I'll be there 
Pro tips, do everyone a favor and don't schedule back-to-back half-hour meetings. Number two, figure out and even write down what you want to get out of every meeting in advance. And I think that is such a great piece of advice, Nicole. Number three, no solar talk after 10 p.m., maybe even after 9 p.m. And number four, ladies, don't wear heels. It's not worth the pain. (laughs) I love that bit of advice, Nicole. Thank you. Moving to Marion from Aurora, she says, I think it's really important to give yourself space to nurture a few high-quality relationships. Too often we get overeager, try to connect with everyone, which makes us stick with no one. Starting to hear some common threads here, Solar Warriors. We got David DeVere, good friend over at Keiko. Do not forget the Battle of the Bands. We mentioned it earlier with Victoria. This is always a fun event that is going on after your dinner meetings are over. That's happening on Wednesday night. Tickets are often scarce, so make friends early, guys. Get your tickets to Battle of the Bands or schedule a dinner with one of those intimate, high-quality relationships and skip it altogether. And last, but most decidedly not least, a final shout-out to my friend Tor Valenza, who's hosted the annual Tweet Up, which is a gathering of those of us who happen to be interacting throughout the year in the Twitter sphere. We gather once a year at the Tweet Up, and it's sponsored by various companies. We'll be sure to include a link to sign up for the Tweet Up and know that it is happening Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for showing up again for another Suncast Tactical Tuesday. I hope that you'll take some time this week to really think about how you can maximize your own productivity and impact, whether it's at the upcoming Inner Solar or some other trade show, or just showing up and being present right where you are. I am grateful that you've chosen to spend some of this day with me. Tune in again on this and every Thursday for another long-form interview with clean tech and solar industry leaders designed to help you learn and grow from the best minds I can find. This week, you'll get to hear more from Mr. Kyle Cherick, a conversation so interesting, I've decided to split it into two parts, and they are both really good. Hear this little snip. So I had taken some of the leftover monies from the Axio sale and had started placing some investments, one actually in, in Paul Granis company with Helioscope. They were raising their very first round of outside capital. And I just you know looked at the business and the SaaS model and, and all that. And I said, okay, this is, this is really interesting. What you're, what you're building is interesting. At the time, there weren't really no good online cloud-based solar design tools. Even just to use PV Syst, you had to be fairly technically competent. While I still have your attention, I'd like to say thank you once again. The fact that you're still listening means you really do enjoy the work we're bringing to life. If that's true, would you please consider becoming a member of the Suncast Energy Tribe? A really special shout out to the newest Energy Tribe members, Timo Richard and Marco Lopez, who recently joined as patrons on the Patreon page. You can join them. Just go to mysuncast.com forward slash member to see what all the fuss is about. I look forward to formally welcoming you into the tribe as well, my friend. And thanks again for showing up. It's half the battle.